This podcast is a production of the Mississippi State University Division of Development and Alumni. Welcome back to the second season of Bulldog Bites. We're so excited you're joining us today, and I hope you had a great summer. We're looking forward to offering you the second season of Bulldog Bites, and we've got some changes that I'm going to tell you about real shortly. Uh, This program is produced by the Mississippi State Alumni Association, and it gives you a look at what MSU alumni and friends are up to. My name is Sherry Carbevis, a Mississippi State grad in 1986, and I am the immediate past president for your Mississippi State Alumni Association. I was honored to serve in that role for two years. It was a great special time for me. I just wrapped up that term the end of June and something else big happened at the end of June, believe it or not. We won our first national championship in Omaha. I was so thrilled to be there, to cheer on the dogs and to celebrate the big accomplishment. It was so awesome and so fun to see so many people there in Omaha in maroon and white and cheering on the dogs. It was a great time. And it was on my last day of office. So I'll always have that special memory. And I'm the only national president that can say they have a national championship during their term. Pretty proud of that. Uh, Anyway, if you tuned into season one, you'll notice that this season's a little different as we're offering it as a podcast. We think this will make it much more convenient for our audience to enjoy these conversations throughout the day. So if you're going for a run or taking a walk, going on a road trip, wherever you are, you'll be able to download the Bulldog Bites and listen to it. We're excited about that option. This new format will also allow us to bring you updates to keep you engaged and connected to your university. We want you to know what's going on and we want you to come visit as often as you can. We'll have several events lined up and we'll share all that information here at Bulldog Bites. With that in mind, be sure to check out the new season of State to You videos. We capture activities here and around campus, and we bring them straight to you. This idea was born while we were on closed last summer and on lockdown, and we want you to be able to document and see what's happening at Mississippi State and give you a taste of the campus life and also the town of Starville. They will feature different things each month, and you will see it on our social media as well as on our webpage. Our guest today for Bulldog Bites is Dr. Mike Brown, who is a professor of meteorology and climatology at Mississippi State. He is also the state of Mississippi's climatologist. Dr. Brown is a 1995 graduate of MSU in geosciences and has done extensive research on tornado damage paths and lightning probabilities at NCAA stadiums, among other very fascinating topics. Enjoy our interview today with Dr. Brown as we discuss severe weather season. I just want to welcome everybody to our second season of Bulldog Bites. And so we're so excited to have Dr. Mike Brown today with us for our first session. And he's a state climatologist for Mississippi and a professor of meteorology and climatology. His research interests are diverse and include land surface atmosphere interactions and severe local storms, public perception of warnings and various climatologies. Dr. Brown has published articles related to tornado damage, past and enhanced convection, lightning probabilities at NCAA stadiums, 
seasonal protect predictors of mallard duck migrations, and thermodynamic characteristics of severe local storms in the southeast U.S. As we all know, this season has been a very stormy one, so I'm really excited to talk to you, uh, Dr. Brown, and learn a little bit about what you do. So thanks for being with us today. Awesome. It's great to be here. Uh, what is the process for our state when we determine severe weather and notifying the public? Kind of what happens in that process? Sure. So, you know, we're getting better and better at forecasting severe weather events, especially the big events. Um, and we, like you said, we had a couple scares earlier this spring. Thankfully, most of the bad weather ended up to our east. But generally what takes place is that uh, myself and other forecasters around the country, really, but myself, specifically for Mississippi State University and, and the state of Mississippi, we'll be looking at things three or four days ahead of time and trying to make a determination of location, timing, and the threats that are going to be involved. Now, when we get to the event itself and storms become severe, then the National Weather Service and our National Weather Service office for Starkville is located in Jackson, Mississippi. They're the ones that issue the warnings based upon what they see in radar or observations that they're getting in the field. Um, and so um, I like to give the university, I like to give the state of Mississippi uh, places like MEMA the heads up if I can, um, when I can, but during the event, we really uh, rely on the National Weather Service for their expertise in um, radar interpretation and getting the warnings out to the public. Well, I think we've all, it seems like recently we've had a lot of bad weather. And I know in Starkville, it seems like there's always a little bit more. I'm up there for football and baseball and different events. And so we're always watching the weather. How do you see the trends in Mississippi, how they've changed over the past five years? And what do you anticipate in the next five years? Sure. In terms of what I would call general severe weather, um, things that like strong winds and, and small hail that we sometimes get here in the state of Mississippi and tornadoes, things really haven't changed that much in the last five years. Where we've seen an uptick in uh, severe weather has been with tropical systems. Over the last couple of years, many more tropical systems. Now, not always impacting Mississippi, but if they come into Louisiana, we're in that proper location to see some enhanced winds, even some tornadoes and things like that. So that's kind of where the trend has been is a little bit more of an uptick in tropical activity. And that relates to severe weather in the state of Mississippi. But what I consider to be just our severe weather seasons, which usually start in late fall, mid-November and go through uh, mid-March, really we haven't seen a, a huge change in severe weather activity during that period. Yeah, I live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast is where I live in Gulfport. So I'm very familiar with the tropical storms and the weather. And we've obviously, June 1st was the kickoff for this season. And we're hoping for a not a big one, but you just never know. And it just seems like it, it changes year to year. I grew up down here, but we always have to, we're always aware of our weather. I think Absolutely. that we pay attention to that. And I know we were mentioned in Startable, um, I remember, I guess, in the last couple of years, very severe storms during tornado, I mean, tornado weather during football season. And can you explain what people perceive that the bubble that people feel exists around uh, Startville? It's like Startville seems to uh, attract these tornadoes and this bad weather. And I don't know sure. if but people feel that way. Sure. I, I, a lot of people do. And then us uh, here in our department here, we see the bubble as acting to kind of defer severe weather. Because, you know, as a meteorologist, I'm very interested in the weather and those kind of things. But um, 
there's really no truth to any of that. Um, Starkville is like any other city. It, it, we're going to get hit by a tornado at some point. Now, it, right. hopefully it's not in my lifetime or my right. children's lifetime, but at some point, um, most places are going to get hit by a tornado somewhere. So there's really very little truth to that. Um, for <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, for me, what, um, what worries me during sporting events is lightning strikes. Right. Um, lightning can be big killers. Uh, just this past week, I think there were 40 some people killed by a lightning strike wow. in the country of India. Um, and wow. it was, it was people that were, um, near a large tower. They were taking selfies. They were less aware of the weather than they probably should have been. Uh, the tower was struck and they were killed. And so things like sporting events, when people are focused on an event and in our stadium here, it's loud. There's a lot of music playing. It's, it's, a, it's a great, great atmosphere. But that's what concerns me because we oftentimes can't even hear the thunder associated with lightning as storms are approaching. So a lot of my work that I do at the university outside of my teaching and research obligations is that I try to help athletics as much as I can and support them uh, by looking at the weather and making sure these venues stay safe. Well, and you know, personally, we all get frustrated when they're, because I was in Omaha, obviously, for the national championship, and the weather was bad, and I had a couple of delays, and we all get frustrated, but reality is people are making sure that everybody is safe, and it's so important that we really pay attention to our uh, weather experts and the people that are paying attention to it because they're watching it. Like you said, every game when something's happening, y'all are paying attention to it. That's, a, that's exactly right. And, and baseball's slightly different than football. In football, we can play in the rain. In baseball, uh, those baseball diamonds can only take so much rain before the pitching mound starts to give way and it becomes dangerous for the athletes. And so, um, you know, every sport has its own criteria that we look at in terms of weather and what's necessary to make the uh, field fair and playable, as well as keep the spectators and the athletes and the coaches safe. So it's, it's all a little bit different. Um, I, I heard from people out there in <laughs> Omaha during a delay, and I guess there was probably no rain. I, I, I tuned in. They said we're in yes. a delay. I turned the TV off and came back an hour later, and the <laughs> yeah. rain was going. Uh, but that can be frustrating, and I certainly understand that. But meteorologists are there to try to, you know, just support the event and make sure people – primarily are safe and then make sure that the, the field remains playable for the athletes as well. Our alumni recruitment network is an opportunity for you, our alumni, to reach out and impact the college decision of a prospective student. Through this program, we have a unique opportunity to share with students our experiences and love for Mississippi State University while also inspiring them to join our Bulldog family. With activities like letter writing, attending college fairs, and serving as a representative at award ceremonies, you can play an integral role in strengthening our student body. I hope you'll join me in this mission to assure and strengthen our university's future. Hail State! Well, 
I think that's great because knowing the backside of that and understanding that there's a lot more complicated with us having to sit there for a couple of hours, it's really taking care of the people in the stands, making sure we're safe, but also the players and keeping them safe and, and making sure that they're not harmed during that process. So that's really an important thing, I think, for us to pay attention to. That's interesting. I did not know all that. So how sure. have you been with uh, Mississippi State, Dr. Brown? Uh, just over 20 years. I think I'm in my oh. 21st year now. Yeah. Where are you from originally? I'm from West Central Illinois. My undergraduate degree is from Western Illinois University in Meteorology. Oh, wow. So yes, that's where I well, grew we're up. We're happy to have you. And I guess Mississippi now in Startwell is your home. Absolutely. I've lived more of my life here than I have anywhere else. So. Well, I love on our weather down here on the coast, we actually have several uh, students that were at Mississippi State and are now meteorologists here on right. the What are the trends do you see and how many students do we have at Mississippi State that are actually in this program? Um, currently, we have about 125 undergraduate students and somewhere in the neighborhood of 45 to 50 graduate students. Um, you mentioned seeing some of our students on the coast on TV and stuff. In fact, this program is the largest, I guess the word to use is provider of meteorologists for uh, television. In fact, one out of every three meteorologists that are on TV come from this program, have ties to Mississippi oh, State. Oh, wow, University. that's awesome. I had no idea. A lot idea. of people don't know that. Yeah, it, it is awesome. And, and beyond that, we've, we've placed a lot of our students in National Weather Service offices and some in private forecasting firms. Um, I have a student that forecasts long-range weather for citrus crops, and he works for, uh, out for Wall Street, basically, making those forecasts. And so um, it's a very, very diverse field. If If any company or uh, has a product that is weather sensitive or they transport that product, um, they're gonna have a meteorologist on staff to help mitigate any issues um, that, that may, may arise. That is really cool. I didn't realize, like I said, I knew we had the program because it's several people uh, that are down here have talked about being Mississippi State grads. So you don't see them when they graduate having any issue uh, you know, obviously everybody wants to graduate and get a degree and get a job. So are there any problems with these kids uh, leaving when they leave Mississippi State, getting uh, positions in the field? No. In fact, um, because our, of our reputation and because we are known for producing a really quality student that leaves here that is television ready, most of our broadcast meteorology students don't have to look for jobs. Uh, most of them land jobs prior to graduation. And so that last semester they're here, um, a lot of them, I'd say the vast majority of them are doing uh, contract negotiations with television stations because they've already got that job that they're gonna start in late uh, May or early June, as soon as they graduate. And so- Is it basically a four-year program or what is their time frame? And do they do an internship of any sort? I just didn't know anything sure. about- Yeah, it is a four-year It is a four-year uh, degree. And uh, they take all the meteorology courses, um, the math, the physics and all that. For the broadcast meteorology students, the last two years, they're in front of a green screen. They're actually doing the weather in front of a green screen. We have state-of-the-art graphics here that most television stations use. And so they get experience on the equipment that they're going to use in the industry. Um, and again, that kind of sets us apart and, and new stations understand these people can walk in the door and hit, and hit it right away. Um, we do encourage internships or job shadowing at television stations somewhere between their sophomore and junior or junior and senior year, somewhere in there. We'd like them to spend a summer if they can with a broadcast meteorologist 
just job shadowing, seeing what it's all about, because it is a different world uh, than being a okay. student. Well, and I think, you know, we all laugh about it because the weather, you feel like you're half the time you're right and half the time you're wrong. That's right. 50-50 and you're having to guess, you know. Uh, lately, it's like rain every day. So that's, <laughs> it's been a lot of rain. <laughs> it's a challenging profession. It really oh, is. Yeah. And, and these kids have to be pretty thick skinned when they leave here because they are going to make mistakes. That's just the nature of meteorology. And beyond that, being kind of a personality on TV you know, while they get many compliments, they also get a lot of hatred yeah, thrown their way in terms of social media. Things have really changed with the advent of social media and, mm -hmm. and uh, it makes it tough for some of these kids. And so we try to counsel them a little bit before we leave here. Hey, you know, you gotta be thick skinned. You have to know what to read and what not to read and, and you know, what to put in the back of your brain. Because That's such a good point, not only in, in meteorology, but in anything on television, people are so critical these days of people, and they're so, um, I guess, unforgiving, and they put things yeah. out that really is difficult, so I didn't even think about that. You yeah. really to prepare those students for that, I'm sure. Yeah, we call it keyboard courage, because people will say things through a social media post that they would never say to a person face-to-face. -face. It's just so hurtful, um, oh, yeah. and so these students, when they get out there that first year, they hear some really terrible things. And again, mm -hmm. they have to be able to compartmentalize that. And most of the news stations do a pretty good job of helping them. You know, when they, they encounter something like that, they, you know, there's people that right. work there that have also encountered that and can kind of counsel them through that. But uh, yeah, it's a, That's, it's a vicious job sometimes. <laughs> that is, I, I say that for many, uh, I think about it all the time because I'm watching the weather and you, you don't say it, but you're like, man, they're so way off today, you know, especially down here with the storms that we deal with and, and the hurricanes, and they're right a part of all of it. But I'm really impressed to know, because I had no idea the level of uh, jobs that you were getting out and, and how many meteorologists are actually from Mississippi State. So that's really important to know. Now, I know you've been with Mississippi State, you said 20 years, but you're also the state climatologist for Mississippi. Mm -hmm. What does that entail and what does that mean? Well, that's, that's just a very different hat that I wear. So this is a position that is normally appointed by the governor. So I've been appointed to this position for a few different governors now. Wow. Um, and my main job is to support the citizenry of Mississippi. And I, what my job mainly boils down to uh, most of the time is helping farmers. Helping farmers interpret weather data helping them prepare, giving them long-term or short-term forecasts so that, you know, they don't lose thousands of dollars planting at the wrong time, that they don't, you know, spray their crops at the wrong time and those kind of things. And so much of what I do, I work with farmers. I've also worked some with MEMA, helping okay. them uh, pre-disasters and post-disasters and those types of things. Um, I've also helped the National Weather Service. Oftentimes when there's big tornado outbreaks, they just don't have the manpower to go in and look at the damage and rate the tornado. And so I've been called upon a few times to help with that, like the Smithville EF5 yeah. tornado, the Louisville mm -hmm. EF4 tornado. I've helped out with those surveys as well. So it's kind of an all-encompassing job. I never know what kind of email or phone call I'm going to get day to day. The vast majority of time, though, it is from a farmer or an extension agent from here at Mississippi State on behalf of a farmer asking a question about uh, the weather or when would it be the best time to do this for that right. farmer. How long have you been doing that? You said through several governors, so I didn't know. Yeah, how I, I think I've been doing this now about 
11 years oh, as wow. a state climatologist. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, is there anything else that maybe you want to know or people may want to know about the program that we don't know? Because I've learned a lot from you today already. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I, you know, I, I don't know that there's, there's a whole bunch more to tell other than um, we are a top three program in the country. Um, we graduate a higher percentage of students than most any other program in the country, meteorology-wise. And our, and our students are very, very successful. We've, we've obtained a reputation that people know they're going to get a quality meteorologist and sometimes a quality broadcast meteorologist, depending upon which kind of track these students, um, these students go on. And so we're very fortunate and thankful that we have been as successful as we have been, even through you know, lean years in the economy and a pandemic and, and everything else, it really never slowed down for our students in terms of That's employment. Awesome. And so it's, it's, yeah, a real blessing. Well, you know, I can't thank you enough for being with us today. I think it's so important because I learned, I've been a graduate many years ago and both my boys graduated from Mississippi State. I've always been so impressed with all the programs that we have, but I think it's wonderful to learn new and different things about the university. And I knew that there was a program, but I had no idea how successful it really was. So I thank you, Dr. Brown, for being with us today. And we look forward to paying attention more often about meteorology, <laughs> what's happening. And we know now who's uh, behind this as you're our state climatologist. And we thank you for your service to our state and to the university. Thank you. I appreciate your time.